The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. So many kids out there, so many kids that... You know, they may tell them to change their position or do whatever it is, but, you know, it, it can be done. It can be done, and it's a historic moment, and I, I know it'll be a show. It'll be a fun one. It's a historic moment, um, and to be a part of it with two historic football teams and uh, to be playing with a guy like Jalen, who I know is doing it the right way, um, it's going to be a special moment that I hope lives on forever. 120 to 99. 22-23. Clay Thompson takes it, hits another three. That's his 12th. He's two away from tying his own record. This game is over. Yes. It is over. Hour two on a Tuesday morning, February 7. I'm headed to Waco, Texas today. We got uh, Sooners and Baylor the next two nights. Tonight, the women. Chris Plink's got the call tonight. I told him I was going to do a color for him tonight, TJ, if I got there in time. I don't think he wants that. Uh, (laughs) 7 o'clock tip tonight in the Farrell Center. Well, I don't think he wants that. I mean, no, I'm just saying I I think he would rather uh, not have to deal with me. I'm a bit much, you know. I know how he feels, yeah. Um. Yeah, you know how it feels. Uh, 7 o'clock tonight, OU, Baylor women, big game in the Big 12 coming up tonight. Then tomorrow night, the men, 8 o'clock tip. Sooners looking to turn this thing around, hoping to turn this thing around. Um, I do want to talk a little, Porter. Maybe now's the time. I got, um, I got news ready to roll tj so make sure you got that sounder ready we'll see if we get to it this segment or not but i was asked about porter yesterday and told you that it's not appropriate for me to to comment if somebody should be fired and it never is um and never never will i in this job it would never be appropriate for me to to say anything like that but maybe i came off a little soft and not supporting him more i don't know i uh I would be very surprised, TJ, if a change was made after this year, unless it was a Porter's doing. Uh, that that like was my thing. Like if he got the Notre Dame job or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, I could see it. I would be very surprised if Joe made a move. You know, it, it maybe. I mean, if this thing spiraled into nothingness, maybe. But I would be surprised. I think that I mean, you got to think about how the last couple of years have gone. Uh, Lon retires. Golly, I was talking to Kevin about this the other day. That last Lon team, it was the COVID year, Teach, Indianapolis, NCAA tournament. They beat Missouri 
in the first game, then lost to Gonzaga. Remember that? In Hinkle Fieldhouse. Yes. Oh, that was great. That team had Austin Reeves on it, who's now playing for the Lakers. Starting, right? Is he still starting for them or no? I guess we'll uh, find out tonight. Playing a lot of minutes if he's not starting. I mean, he's in the NBA, okay? Yeah. And playing. Uh, Brady Manick, who went on to take North Car- help take North Carolina to the national championship game last year. And I saw a story uh, a couple of days ago about what North Carolina's missing this year is the leadership of Brady Manick on their team. Alondis Williams was on that team. All he did was go to Wake Forest and be named the ACC Player of the Year. Omoja Gibson was coming off the bench. Elijah Harkless Harkless. was on that team. Mm -hmm. He's averaging, what's he averaging this year? It's high teens, I think, for UNLV. That was a good team, man. Maybe that team should have done more than it did. I don't think we knew how good they were until they kind of blew up. I mean, went their separate ways, you know. So season ends, Porter comes in, and last year's team looks a lot different if some of those guys stayed. I Well, Mo and Harkless stayed. Brady and uh, Alondis left. And Austin went to the NBA. Am I forgetting somebody on that team? I feel like there's somebody I'm forgetting. It seemed like there was a... Somebody else that left last year? Yeah, it seemed like there was one other. But maybe not. Anyway, yeah, you, go ahead. It'll come it, to us. Different if they stay. So, two guys stayed. Uh, Jalen Hill was still here, so he had three guys, and he had to build a team. And a lot of the transfer portal was picking up and taken already, so he goes and builds a team. And he did good to get the Groves brothers, who were like the hottest thing in town, right? They, they're coming off the... NCAA tournament game in which Tanner went for 35 and Jacob went for 23 against Kansas and everybody in the world wanted him. And uh, and he goes and, and gets those guys. Well, Davion and, was um, on that team too. I'm looking up the roster you know, di- now. Yes, thank you. Uh, he got COVID. Yes. Missed the NCAA tournament. That's right. Yep. Had to watch yep. it in the hotel room. Yes, thank you. Davion leaves too. Davion goes to Oregon last year. Um, and so, you know, they do the best they can last year with, uh, with what they pick up this year, roll end of last season rolls around Harkless leaves Gibson leaves. I mean, how much better would you feel about things right now? If Harkless and Gibson were here, especially Elijah, I think they probably traded one for one with Sherfield and, and Mo those I mean, Sherfield is averaging more points a game than Mo did last year. But they're, the, they're similar players a little bit. I mean, Sherfield a little more on the ball maybe, but Mo wanted to be on the ball. That's why he left, reportedly. He wanted to be play point guard more. But capable of going big, also have nights where they kind of disappear. So similar players, but they didn't really get a replacement for Harkless. Not in the transfer portal anyway. Bamasil has not given them much at all. And they thought... We all I, well. I thought they thought he was going to be a significant contributor this year. Hasn't worked out that way, but 
he's recruited pretty well. He's gotten now four top 100 guys in his first two classes. Uh, Los and Tega, top 100 guys, and the two kids they got coming in next year, top 100 guys. It's been the defections that have hurt him, Teach. I'm reminded of the Seinfeld skit where, or Seinfeld episode, where he's got a car reservation and there's no car. Remember that one? You can take and he's the saying to the lady at the It's the holding of the reservation. That's <laughs> right. really the key part of the reservation. Anybody can take a reservation. It's the holding of the reservation. It's the hanging on to these guys. There have been a bunch of really good basketball players who have been at OU and decided to go elsewhere. And I don't know where that blame falls, if anywhere. Maybe that's just the day and age we live in. I think it is perfectly logical for guys who were recruited by Lon Kruger, played for Lon Kruger, there was a coaching change for them to say, I got opportunities elsewhere, I'm going to go pursue them. I'm not blaming anybody for that. That's pretty logical, but still, they lost a ton of talent last year in Brady Manick, Alondis Williams, and Davion Harmon. And then this year, arguably their two best returning players leave. Now that, I do think you got to say, now why did that happen? Why didn't they want to stay, you know? Right. Harkless and Moe I'm talking about. So that's the part where I think is, you know, it would have been great if they could have done a better job of holding on to some of those guys. Maybe you're going to always lose a guy. Maybe probably this year somebody's going to hit the portal. We've talked about this, though, in football, Teach. I'm sorry. I know you wanted to talk. Let me get this last thing. No, go ahead. Whenever the portal happens, because the portal's going to happen in all sports, it's too enticing. You've got to always trade up. And I think football, it appears anyway this year, did a really good job of that. A lot of guys hit the portal that were at OU. They, they're bringing in a bunch of guys, and it looks like on paper they've won. They've, done, they've brought in more talent than they lost. I don't think that happened for OU basketball the last couple of years. Guys that left went on to be ACC players of the year and go to national championship games. And Elijah Harkless is the leading scorer at UNLV, I think, one or two. And they haven't brought that back, that back in. Sherfield's been a good addition. He's been frustrating at times, but he's been really good. But they haven't won the portal. And that's going to be key if he's going to make this thing work. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly what you were talking about is the exact conversation I had with two people texting me last night because they both text saying, uh, this is it. Porter's done. He needs to go, to which I don't agree with. And our conversation led into me saying it is massive for him that he retain Otega Owe and Milos Yuzan this offseason. He's got to uh, yeah, retain I those agree. two guys. Anybody else, whatever, you know, whatever happens with guys moving on, they move on. Those two guys, he's got to be able to retain and build with the other players that he has coming in. If he doesn't, then I may have a different discussion with those guys after year three. We'll see. But 
it, it was a, it's the same thing we were talking about last night, and that's what I said with those two guys because he has lost some players, but those two guys um, showing what they've shown this year as freshmen, the, the contribution they've gave where you can kind of see their game building to, he's got to keep those two guys. I think that's crucial for him. And it is possible to turn a team around immediately in this day and age with the portal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Kansas State this year has done a tremendous job with that. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's hard to do, but it is possible. I, I would add one more guy that I think is going to be key next year is Jalen Hill. I am fascinated to know what he's thinking because he does have a COVID year left. But he will have graduated. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the prospects of pro ball are for him. Like I, I don't see him as an NBA guy, but he he could make money out there somewhere playing ball. So I don't know. That will be an interesting one. I know that they have planted the seeds of we'd love to have you back, Jalen, but I don't know how Jalen feels about that. Sometime when the time is right, I'll ask him. But um. No, you're right. If they can keep Los and Tega with the two top 100 guys they got coming in, they got the foundation of uh, of something there, and then you've got to go win the portal. I mean, you've got to because you're losing some guys. You're losing, you know, Groves, Groves, Sherfield, probably those guys. Jacob and Grant do have one more year, I think, if they want them, but I don't foresee those guys coming back probably. I don't know. Um, hard to imagine Bamisil stays around, right? I, I would um, be surprised. Yeah. What about CJ? I would love and, to keep uh, Bijan. Yeah, I think Bijan. he's a. Yeah. I would love to keep Bijan. I think he's a good piece. I think he's a he's an Oklahoma kid who is a really good basketball player. I think ideally he comes off your bench, and he's a good piece to a winning team. Right. Same with CJ. But. I don't know about I don't know about uh, CJ and a portal. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I don't know. You got to win the portal. Whatever happens there, you've got a nice four top one hundred freshmen going into next year if you can maintain those guys, and then go win the portal and you could turn things around quickly. I I Port, I think Porter Moser can coach. I think he can coach his rear end off, man. I think he's a really really good basketball coach. It just there. It appears at a talent deficiency in the Big 12 right now. And that's, you know, the responsibility of the coaching staff and all that sure, kind of stuff. Absolutely but that, it is. they've been killed in the defections. And I don't know the backstories on all those. I don't, I don't know whose fault that is, if it's anybody's fault at all. And maybe, I don't know, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, I guess that's, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I do want to defend him a little bit. And say I would well, I would be surprised if after two years a change is made. Well, regardless, after two years, I think that's too quick. I think you've got to go into that third year and see. And then, like I said, if he retains those two guys, you have a nice class coming in, and you start to see the build. Then that's where you start to see the turn come. But I don't think you can. I I don't think unless I agree with you. I don't think you make the change unless he decides to make the change, and Notre Dame does come asking or or wh- whoever it may be, but. I think you've got to always look at that third year as the turning year 
in situations like this. So, and he's got some pieces there if he can. They've got to hold on to him and hold does. on to the class. The, yeah, they, what they've got to they've got to find some bigs. Without they a doubt, and athletic bigs. bigs yes. Yeah, that. But that's like the rarest thing. That's, that's what everybody that's everybody's wants, looking right? for. Yes. If you are good, really good, you're going straight to the pros. And if you're in the portal, everybody is drooling over you. So that is that's a tough find. So, all right, seven nineteen. We'll be back. The T Row in the morning show. You have chosen wisely. T Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Riverwind Casino brings you the T-Row in the morning show each and every day. They power the show statewide. Be sure to check out their new gaming areas during their remodel, the River Lounge, the Sky Bridge, the Showplace Theater, which is currently housing 378 games in a non-smoking area. Concerts will resume in the summer of 2023. They've got the uh, hotel select from King, Double, uh, Queen, Deluxe Queen Suite or King Suites. That's where Toby stays. In a King Suite. Yes. Yeah. Uh the River Buffet, Chips and Ales. If the presidential suite is not available. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh Air Comfort Solutions text line. What happened to the Tanner Groves that took it to Kansas in the NCAA tournament? He's had flashes. We've had seen games. we've seen that Tanner. We've seen him go for eighteen to twenty he, and nine boards. Maybe not as dominant as he was he, against yeah. Kansas. That was twenty an plus performance, but twenty plus. He's yes. Had, no, he hasn't. He hasn't done that. But he has had, I think, five double doubles this year. Four mm-hmm. or five double doubles this year. Um, I think that the physicality of the Big Twelve is difficult for him. I think that, as we have talked about many times, TJ, he has had a hard year this year, even more than last year, in the way he's officiated. Uh, He has a hard time staying out of foul trouble, which keeps his numbers down. Played 11 minutes the other day. Um, He was great against Alabama, 14-12, and I believe, was diving for balls out of bounds, all that kind of stuff, hitting threes. This year, the three-point shot has not been as consistent for him. He was a much better three-point shooter last year. That top-of-the-key three where you could pick and roll with him was um, uh, really good for him last year. If you notice, Tej, he's not getting that shot much this year. They are really defending that better. They're they're all up in him at the top of the key and not allowing him to have open looks from three. So I think the physicality of the league – um, and the way he's officiated has kind of led to him, you know, being below. Not that he was going to average 35 points a game when he came here, but the NCAA tournament's different. And we've seen this, you know, when you go to the tournament a lot of times, you games get called differently, and he had a big, he had an awesome day against Kansas. I don't know what to tell you. Jacob had 23 in that game. Those two guys went for 58 points. Yeah. And 
Tanner's played good against Kansas, by the way. If you just look at even at OU, like his games against KU, he's he's played really well. So I don't know. I'm not here for the uh, pile blame on Tanner Grove's game. I think, one, he's a tremendous young man who is a leader and is a great representative of this university. He has had some tough nights. He has had some very good nights. And I think he's a really good piece to have on your basketball team. It would be nice if he had some more help down there. You know, other than than Sam Godwin, like like three, if they had three or four bigs, that would be great. You know, um, but he's had a rough go of it right now, and I know he's the easy punching bag. So I feel bad for him a little bit. What about Benny Schro, the German bro? He's good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be fun to watch. Um, Benny has good size. He's very creative offensively, um, is not at all yet used to the American game and the physicality of the Big 12, and has been injured this year a couple of different times. But I'm really excited to watch him, if, if they can keep him, I'm really excited to watch him develop because he does have skills. He's got a little of that. You know, Pete Maravich game in him, you know, where he's throwing crazy passes and taking wild shots. But when he gets in, I mean, he scores. So, yeah, I, I, he could be something. We'll see. Uh, Toby stuck up for Pete Hughes, too. <laughs> this texter says. Yeah. Uh, which will be the case for every coach, regardless of sport. Um, as he said, mm-hmm. he's not going to uh, be calling for people to be fired. Uh, what what was going to say? Where does all this stop? What do we do with Bama when they're up forty eight after three quarters? They're up forty eight after three quarters. I've got no problem with shutting the football game down. Um, I, I I was having a hard time. Following that was the, so we're the going baseball, back to the, the baseball seven anything yeah baseball. I mean, what's the big deal? I'm not going to fight you if you want to play it out to its entirety so we can see the 15 to two final. Okay, but I don't know. I just there's a lot of long days in the booth when it gets away from you and you're like, this game's over. I think we can call it now. You know, so if they want to implement a rule where after seven innings, one team's ahead by 10, why uh, do you care about it in softball? Don't we do it in softball? Isn't that why they play 45 minute games? Because OU's up eight after five all the time. Yeah, that's why they we brag about run rule victories and all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, I don't know. I just don't know what the big deal is. It's college baseball games are long. They're long, longer than Major League Baseball games. There's a lot of pitching changes. There's a lot of deep counts. There's a lot of throws over to first base. They're long, man. And if you get involved in a blowout and it's obviously over and you want to say, let's, that's it, I'm fine with that. We do it already on Sundays. People got to travel. 
So that uh, doesn't bother me. But I, if you're a purist, you're the baseball purist out there. Don't touch my sport. I want to be able to do everything they did in the 1920s. Okay, it's fine. not one we'll of the rule changes inning. that I'm going to uh, fight to a death on. That's for sure. Now these oversized bags in Major League Baseball don't get me started. Uh, this year's transfers hit will me, be hit me with the ten, hit me with the ten run uh, after eighth inning and beyond comeback that was your favorite over the last twelve years, Teach. Um, I would say May twentieth. I think that was mm-hmm. 2020, uh, 20, uh, 2004. Uh, OU mm-hmm. at Texas Tech, they were down 27 runs and came back to win it in the ninth. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. What a comeback. <laughs> You're right. It doesn't happen often, if ever. You know, once every 100 games or probably even less than that. So, um, like I said, I'm not going to fight you on it. Um. This year's transfers will be critical. We simply cannot start over again. He needs some consistency to build from. Porter is a good coach regardless of whether it works here or not. I'm pulling for the guy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Kind of what I, I was saying. Yeah, those guys that I mentioned earlier, you've got to make sure that you keep those guys. They don't enter the portal and you continue to build off of them. That's absolutely um in agreement Keep on that. Keep the two freshmen, add the two new ESPN Top 100 guys, win the transfer portal. Right? You're right back in it. Break time. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Bunny Roadrunner Show will return after In the News and these messages. Next, another interesting story that's in the news. <laughs> oh, man. It is time for Tiro Reads the News for this Tuesday, February. Who thought of saying, uh, having Popeye say that back on a Saturday morning? Some genius. Guess I don't know. So. We're still playing it today. Um, we got to start with some bleak news, TJ. Um, more than 5,000 people are now dead after a 7.8 magnitude earthquake rocked Turkey and northwestern Syria early yesterday, according to officials. Uh Thousands, thousands of buildings were toppled on both sides of the border. Death toll is expected to rise even higher. Jeez, 5,000 people. They have rescued over 8,000 people. Man, just. Very sad. Very sad. Scary. I can't even imagine. Scary. Scary footage. I have, I mean, have you felt a, a, one of these Oklahoma quakes? A couple of them, yeah. You know, where your yeah. feet move just a mm-hmm, little bit. Mm-hmm. God, so, that is unsettling, and that's like a 0.0, right? I can't even imagine. Just terrible. Um, all right, we're going to get lighter from there, TJ. This is interesting, I think. Um, there is a new bill going 
before Congress to offer airline passengers a bill of rights. Have you seen anything about this? This is in the wake of uh, all the cancellations, you know, the Southwest Airlines right. thing and all that kind of stuff recently. I don't know I've seen this. I've a group of senators. Ticketmaster stuff, but I don't know about this, maybe. Maybe it's all tied together. A group of senators pushing for airline passenger protections after severe travel disruptions ruin the holidays for tens of thousands of, of Americans. Under the new rules, airlines would be forced to compensate flyers during airline cause delays and cancellations. Um, Sissinger's, uh, senators are introducing the Passenger Bill of Rights, which would require airlines to pay passengers a minimum of $1,350 each if they are denied boarding because of an oversold flight. So if you oversold the flight, it's on you. Quote, if passengers could receive 1350 bucks whenever their flight is delayed by four hours, I'm guaranteeing you there would be a lot fewer delays. End quote. Um... All right. 16,700 Southwest Airlines flights were canceled in that meltdown uh, in December. You're talking potentially putting airlines out of business if you have a Southwest uh, situation happen uh, very often. So, yeah, yeah, it would definitely get their attention and definitely have things running a lot smoother. I agree with that. Well, again, the wording here was if you oversold the flight and you can't get me a seat because of that, that's on you. Yeah, I've always felt that. And you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Don't be overselling flights, right? Um. Oh, you'll like this, TJ. Han Solo's blaster has been sold. Uh, the original blaster from the original Star Wars. You know what I'm talking about here? The little gun that he holds? The little Han Solo blaster? Yes. It is uh-huh. a prop gun, prop gun sold at an auction for $1,057,500. The blaster, known officially in Star Wars lore as a Blastech DL44 heavy blaster, was one of 3 wielded by Harrison Ford during the filming of A New Hope, the original Star Wars. Um, the prop is modeled after the German-made Mauser C96, dating to World War One. Over a million dollars at auction for Han Solo's blaster. Man, I bet that thing goes for big, big money—way over a million. By the time they get down, I just to told it. you what it went for. Oh, it went for that. I thought you said it was up to that. Yes. Wow, I would have thought that thing would go for no, $10 that's million what, or more. That's what it sold for. Wow. That's a bargain. That's a bargain. $10 million That's a bargain. For a movie prop? Yes. It's on Solo. It's a bargain. You Star Wars bucks. people are crazy. <laughs> Speaking of the movies, uh, at your next visit to an AMC theater, it may cost you a little more to sit in the prime seats, TJ. So... You know how this works, Steve. You get there early, you get to sit where you want, right? Where's the prime seating for you, Teach? Middle of the theater, eight rows back or so? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably, well, maybe even uh, a few rows more than that, but nine, eight, nine rows, yeah. More than that? Yeah. Well, you AMC know. is going to start charging different prices for different sections of the theater. So if you want to sit in the middle, prime area, you're going to have to pay a little bit more for your ticket than if you want to sit on the edges or in the far back or in the far front. That middle area is going to cost you more. What do you think about this? Uh, Ridiculous. AMC theater. Ridiculous. Well, here's my thing. How do they stop this if it's a half-empty theater? Like, are they going to come up to me and say, hey, you didn't pay for that middle seat. You need to move to your seat. And I say, there's eight of us in here watching this movie. Uh, Drake thought that they may put some type right. of bar that you have to have a like a code to unlock the bar to sit down, like a <laughs> chain something, you know, like they lock the seats off. That seems like a lot of trouble. Yeah. But that was my thing. Like, it's a different if we were going Maybe... back 15 years and they were packing out movie theaters and theaters were selling out. That's not the case anymore. They're trying to get people back in. I So I understand they're trying to make extra money here and they're saying this is a way we can – charge a little and make up for all these losses over the last couple of years but you've got to get people back so to me you should be charging less like lowering ticket ticket prices and trying to sell out to me great to me it's great to sell 20 uh, they're hurting for money though they're hurting for money they're they're hurting for money but my thing is it's great to sell 100 tickets at 15 bucks but what if you sell 500 at eight bucks you know that's more money. That's more money. That's what, I'm um, Get what about this in. idea? Uh, wh- what if everybody that comes to an AMC theater has to wear a dog collar, and, except for the people <laughs> that pay for the upgraded are seat. in the center section, so that if you try to go in there, you get electrified, like an invisible dog finch, you know. Unless I don't you mind that. I would probably start going to more it. movies if I saw people getting electrocuted by dog collars in the, in the yeah, uh, seating Just section. an idea. Just an idea. Texter here. Uh, Justin Rose wins the. Says uh, aisle's the way to go. For me, aisle's the way to go in a concert. So. Definitely sure, in a concert. I'm, I make sure I'm on the end seat at the concert, yeah. I kind of I get that. Like, I don't like being pinned in. I, I I will go to the middle too, but I get what the texter's saying. Like, I don't know, I might be a little jumpy. I don't know, but I like being able to be right on the road, right on the exit there. Sometimes, if it's a full theater, especially, like all right, I'll take the aisle seat. Uh, Justin Rose wins Pebble Beach yesterday. They finished off that round, and finally, teach a record. million adults in the United States alone are expected to combine to bet approximately $16 billion on the Super Bowl. Goodness gracious. According to a survey released Tuesday by the American Gaming Association, uh, that's up 61% from last year's survey. Um. There are more states now that have approved online betting than last year. That's why the increase. The $16 billion wagered on Sunday's game between the Eagles and Chief, Chiefs 
is more than double last year's estimates. 50 million people will bet $16 billion will be gambled. Legally. Unbelievable. And how much of that is you? I know how you are with these gambling apps. Only one billion will be me. <laughs> the rest is the rest of the United States. That's just the yeah. You know me. I'm big on those. What is it called? Squares. Come on, people. Hand uh, just hand some I of that to me the, and Toby. Uh, we'll take it from you if you just want to give it away. The coin flip. I'm big on the coin flip wager. Uh, how long will the national anthem last? That's always one of my favorites. Um. What will Rihanna's first song be? I've already got money down on that one, Deej. So, by the way, do you know who's favorite in this game? Have you? I'm sure you do. Have you looked it up? Uh, I would imagine Eagles, that Chiefs. It's the Eagles. Guess the line. I have if you not looked seen it up. It? I would say Eagles by. Why would you think it's the Eagles? Well, they've been the best team all year long. Pat Mahomes plays for the Chiefs. Right. They're both fourteen and three. Uh, they are both fourteen and three. I think the Eagles have been the better uh, team all year long. So Get I'll say your that, head out of the I'll NFC. I'll say the world Eagles, that you live in. I'll say the Eagles are favored. Are you going to tell me I'm wrong? I'm going to say by two points. Eagles by two. That makes Eagles by one and a half. No, that was close. Yeah. That was close. I don't, just don't know why you'd say the Eagles have been the better team. I don't know why that doesn't make any sense. They got the same record. Because one of them has been there before. Like college football, I can Pat just Mahomes look at it all team. year long and know the Eagles have been the best team all year long. What a gift. What a gift. They have kind of ran over people. See, it does seem like the Chiefs have been involved in more close games. Yes. Where the Eagles have just kind of blown everybody out. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's that's the way it seems. Nine, uh, 749, that's the news for this Tuesday, February 7th. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. T-Row in the Morning Show. Big thanks to Riverwind Casino. They bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm not going to read this text. I'll just say this, John in Wichita. It's fine if you don't like me. It's fine if you don't like Chris Plank. Enjoy uh, your dinner with the president, where apparently you're going to meet with uh, President Harris and, and complain about the two of us. That's what your uh, dinner supposedly is that you're going to have. You should probably learn his name before attending that dinner. And uh, insult me all you like. Insult Chris all you like. But you ever insult my kid again, and we will have problems, all right? So uh, you can be a jackass if you want to, you scumbag piece of trash, but I will destroy you. Understand me and hear me right now. You leave my kid out of your mouth. Oh, my gosh. You leave my kid's name out your mouth! All right? Also, I'm going plank here. Can you send uh, me the text? Can you uh, send you, me the text? Uh, you are blocked. Uh, uh, sure. I'll, I'll send so you a screenshot he specifically of it. doesn't like you and Plank? And Plank, and apparently this is the dinner he's having with the president next week, and he's going to rant on me and Chris and let him know that Plank is nothing but a bleep and bleep bleep <laughs> and uh, that I'm a redneck and this and hey, that. Hey, listen, so, everybody you know. stay positive out there. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> 
appreciate that. I, I, I'm sure. President I'm sure Harris John in really Wichita is a wonderful human be- being, and yes, uh, the the press can't wait to have dinner with him, Mr. President. Uh, can we talk a little bit about local sports radio shows <laughs> and the hosts that they have? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got all kinds of time for that. <laughs> have you listened to my podcast? By the way, uh, that's uh, out there on the uh, network. Um, yeah. yeah, he's got. <laughs> Quite the podcast. Yes, got uh, big time guests on the podcast. Um, John in Wichita, uh, back off, man! You've angered my guy. I don't know what you said, but come on, John. Uh, if you watch a lot of movies, you can get the AMC Stubbs A list subscription. Get any seat. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe subscribe to AMC's sure movie true. program. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, uh, Jim in Arlington says I'll see. Don't go to the movies a lot. Well, AMC's got to realize the movie companies have to start putting out movies outside of a comic book movie worthy of going to. I know uh, the pandemic held things up, so they're behind. It's such a fascinating time. But, you know, make some good movies. It's such a fascinating time for Hollywood. I've I've heard a lot of talk about this on that um, Smartless podcast um, because they'll have, like, Spielberg on and, Mm -hmm. you know, different – Tom Hanks and different Hollywood heavyweights. And there is the perception out there, and I think accurately so, that going to the movies is dying or at least fading, and not as many people go anymore. Partly it's because of the pandemic, but mostly it's because of all the streaming services now. And that's what like, someone texted in. Like, why would you, you go to the movies? You can just stay I home and it. watch movies. Yes. Yeah. The experience of going to the movies is something you cherish and I cherish and people who – Grew up doing it, loved the idea of going and getting popcorn and sitting down, and it's a night out and all that kind of stuff. But our, our kids are growing up saying, "What's? why am I leaving the house? I got this on my TV. And while that is all true, it is also the take of a bunch of people out there that, like, this is great. Like, sure, there's going to be fewer theaters, and that's going to stink for the AMCs, the world, and all that kind of stuff, too. But there are way more movies getting made. Way more producers getting chances, way more uh, directors getting chances now because there is such a need for content to fill up these streaming services and everything that it used to be much harder to get movies made than it is now because you've got so many various opportunities to land them on. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So it's just a really interesting time for it. Having to completely rethink the whole system of entertainment right now. Break time, 8 o'clock. We'll be back.